Hey guys, it's party time. I reckon it's party time. Joe Biden's in Israel, so it's getting wild and woolly over there. Um, I'm at home. I wanted to be remote. You know, typically I'm uh, there in the studio in um, in Dallas, and I don't know, maybe being in Nashville just got me all tore up, and I was just excited about being off in a room by myself. So I decided to stay home today. And uh, you know, sometimes you just get to that point where you're like, you know. Um, the world's going to hell and, and things are crazy. And I just want to be close to the stuff that matters to me. <laughs> Not that George and Brandon don't matter to me, boys. You matter to me. Okay. All right. I want y'all to feel affirmed by me right now. Very, okay, Brandon, feel the love, all the love. All right. Good. I want you to, um, but no, I just want, I want to be home. So today and tomorrow, I, you know, I don't know what's going on. Joe Biden might fall down the stairs and they blame it on Israel and we're in war with everybody. Uh, you know, let me just tell you guys right up front while you're still listening a little bit. Um, just understand that, that what's happening now. Okay. So, so we've, we've been, we've been dealing with war skirmishes, battles, whatever. We tend to focus on those things from a Western mindset. Now, yesterday, um, if you were listening to the news, the news broke, I guess, about two o'clock central yesterday, three o'clock Eastern, that a rocket had hit a hospital in Gaza, killing anywhere between estimations of 500 and 800 people, most of which, of course, were civilians. Immediately, they blamed that on Israel, said Israel bombed the hospital. There must have been a munitions dump underneath it hidden there, and that's what caused the explosion to be so big. And I, of course, tweeted out, I said, um, we'll see. You know, maybe, uh, maybe it was an errant rocket that was fired on the part of Hamas. And of course, the response is coming towards me. How could you not care about innocent civilians and children and hospitals? And how can you defend? I said, again, let me remind you guys, I wasn't defending anybody. I simply said, let's see. Let's see. There were videos that were being posted by people saying that it was an errant rocket on the part of Hamas that were showing the rocket, you know, do a little U-turn there. That was a rocket launch video from, I think, 2016. It was an old video, so people immediately scrambled to take that stuff down. And now, you know, we wake up this morning and there's, there's speculation and people saying they have proof that there was no hospital explosion at all. The explosion hit the parking lot next to the hospital. The hospital did not get demolished. It didn't blow up. There weren't the civilian casualties that uh, we thought there were. And, uh, you know, it was still an errant rocket on the part of Hamas. So the reason I'm bringing all this stuff up is we have fought wars and had battles and done skirmishes and conflicts, whatever you want to call them. We tend to think of those things from a Western mindset. Now, ever since Vietnam, we've had, um, you know, we've had video uh, or I should say tape uh, broadcast of war. You know, correspondents were there in the in the battlefields and there was actual footage of the carnage of war. And our eyes were open to that in in the 60s and early 70s. Now we've become very accustomed to seeing everything, you know, played out on video. It's like watching you know, a television show, but we're watching actual people die and atrocities and man's inhumanity to man in the face of war. 
But we tend to think of it in terms of what the media is telling us. And we wouldn't dare think that the media would tell us that a building had been bombed in, say, Cincinnati and that 500 civilians were dead. And then to come back tomorrow and be like, eh, we, we were just lying. We just want to see if you'd find out. What I want you to think about is all of the stuff, all the information that's going to come your direction in these coming days, months, maybe. Uh, in regards to what's happening in the Middle East, is you have to understand that there are huge misinformation and propaganda campaigns that are going on. So, you know, these folks in the Middle East, they, they don't think the way you and I think with a Western mindset. Um, they, they're going to put out propaganda and lies. And as I stated a moment ago, they're going to just see if you call them out on their bullshit. And they'll run with that narrative until it's time to, you know, just say, ah, we, yeah, that did really happen. But Hamas would love nothing more than to turn the tide of public opinion against Israel with something like this. So it's not far fetched to think that they that they wouldn't, you know, uh, make something like this happen or even if it's accidental, spin it in such a way so that the uh, pro-Israel sentiment is turned and, and they begin to force the world to think of Israel as the barbarians that they want the world to think they are. So just know that the information coming your way may or may not be true. So before you jump online and start jumping to conclusions and pointing fingers, just wait, because you may not ever know the reality or the truth of a situation. And uh, it's going to cause the fever pitch of, um, of um, you know, emotions to really run amok. It's, we see it happening on our college campuses. I posted a video this morning of young people marching down the street, not only, not only with a, with a, <laughs> with Palestinian flags, they had Taliban flags with them as well. Taliban. Now, I don't know what level of emotional stunted growth you're experiencing in the devolution of your brain development. But if you're marching down the street, especially in America, with a Taliban flag, there, there's there's major problems here. We we have had a major massive disconnect in our educational system, but in the emotional development of our young people, uh, the slap in the face. I mean, it's one thing to go out and burn an American flag, but to parade the flag of your enemy, who are terrorists, no less, um, who are legitimately responsible for the loss of human civilian life. Uh, you're an idiot. And I, I just, I can't with this level of stupidity that I'm seeing right now. There was, uh, there's a uh, Berkeley law professor who's pleading with law firms not to hire his anti-Semitic students. Now, I don't know if you guys paid attention the other day to the Candace Owens, Megan Kelly fight back and forth, cat fight on uh, X. But uh, they were really going back and forth on this issue about these kids who are out here protesting uh, and standing with Palestine, pro-Palestine demonstrations on these college campuses. And one was saying, hey, um, these kids should never get a job. They should be unhirable. The other was saying that's ridiculous. Uh, Stephen Davidoff Solomon, he's a corporate law professor, University of California, Berkeley School of Law. Um, uh, he. Um, He's basically saying, uh, I mean, it's Berkeley, so they've seen a lot of radical leftists over the over the years. Uh, they actually have a reputation for that. 
But he's he's warning law firms, um, saying this is an extremist that the extremism that you that you can expect from Berkeley graduates. This is the fruit that's falling from the tree. And in a, an opinion piece for the Wall Street Journal, he pleaded with employers, "Don't hire some of my students." <laughs> um, I I. I I understand where you're coming from, Doc, but um, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know about you, Brandon, but I, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. We we've done some dumb things in our lives when we were in college. I did some dumb things. Um, uh, sometimes you get caught up in the melee of the emotional fervor of something, and maybe you propagate something that later on down the road you don't believe in, and you realize you were just a stupid kid. Yeah. But what do you think on this? I mean, do you, do you think this guy's going too far or is this about right? I mean, it seems uh, it's hard to judge anyone at this point because most people really aren't prepared for the level of like just bullshit we're getting thrown at us. Like you mentioned earlier yeah. that uh, the people are posting videos of rocket launches that were years old. And I've seen a lot of people falling for this. So like it's kind of one of those situations where you just have to believe nothing I think is the only safe route, yeah. but it's hard. He, it's hard to fault anybody for getting caught up in it. But at the same time, it's like, you gotta, some people just got to chill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I come down on this. I mean, it's pretty strong. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's like saying, Hey, don't hire the Nazis. Right. Yeah. But the Nazis actually did war crimes. The, the, the Nazis actually did exterminate, uh, the Berkeley Law student isn't exterminating anyone. Yeah, they're just. Uh, I mean, they're they're parading. I suppose a, mostly, you know, they're parading a banner saying they stand with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's. I always go back to the the Vietnam War in the sixties and seventies because like those co the college kids were kind of doing a very similar thing where they were flying an enemy flag down the street, and now I think yeah. like, well, now those are the professors, so that's kind of how we're getting this problem again. <laughs> So, I, I mean, I don't know what the appropriate punishment is. Maybe it should be a little tough for you to get the first job. I think you should have to at least explain, hey, what were you thinking and why? Because I think the problem is, is a lot of these kids aren't thinking. They're just doing things yeah. to fit in. And they fit in, so they think that means it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Now, the other side of me says, screw them. Uh, if you're really this stupid, you probably should be unemployable. And, you know, if they were going to check my Facebook or my Twitter feeds before, you know, I went out to Hollywood and was pitching sitcoms out there or, if, you know, potential employers were, were going to go out there. I mean, they literally, if you remember a few years ago, employers, while somebody was in an interview, they would send somebody out to look in their car. Yeah. Like look through the windows of their car while they were in an interview to, to see if they had any kind of paraphernalia or if they, you know, had any, you know, suspicious kind of um, stuff in their car or a bumper sticker on their car that would maybe have a political agenda or lean one way or another. So but part of me says, screw them. I mean, yeah. th this is the deal. You know, you, you got to these are the consequences you're going to have. Uh, but these are pretty serious deals. I mean, this is I, I, I mean, I don't care. You know, I don't care what anybody thinks at this point. I've picked a side. You yeah. know, I've picked a side and my, and my side is. My side is with Israel in this. And I, and again, I think I've been pretty clear that I'm not painting Israel as some saint because, because you can take your God's chosen people stuff and set that aside. You've got fallen men in places of very <laughs> massive places of power 
Yeah. And that tends to corrupt people. And so we've seen some corruption on every level. Anytime you have the governments of man, you, you're going to have corruption that are there. So I'm not saying that, you know, that Israel is some sainted nation out there that does no wrong. Well, I mean, you know, the one but thing that will is, be interesting with them is the Internet is forever. So this is kind of the first real yeah. generation where, hey, man, you can say it now and say you were young, but that's still going to exist forever. Yeah, it does. And, and that's the thing. You can't you can't hide stuff anymore. I mean, even Joe Biden is still plagued by plagiarism yeah. from when he was in college. So once you put it out there and God knows once you put it in writing, you're in trouble. But um, he says um, these these folks uh, should treat these law students like the adults they are. And if a student endorses hate, dehumanization or anti-Semitism, don't hire him. Um, that's very gender specific, sir. But uh, that's what he said. <laughs> Uh, when students face consequences for their actions, they straighten up. Um, yeah, uh, I'll go one further. I just don't hire anybody from Berkeley. How about that? <laughs> like, I, I think that's I think that is a better idea. Yeah. Just if they're coming out of a California school or you know what? Just screw it. Let's just let's we don't need lawyers anyway. <laughs> um They've complicated the whole damn process, so we don't we don't need any of that stuff. But uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Let's see what we got to get into. We got to go to a break, and I want to. Uh, I was just I was sitting here yesterday. I came home and uh, uh, I had a, a lot of ammunition had showed up on my doorstep. I don't know how that happened, but several thousand uh, fresh rounds. Of, uh, you know, some 6.5 Grendel and some, you know, 2.23 had showed up. And then I was like, what's in those boxes? And I forgot uh, I had ordered some more uh, My Patriot Supply. Uh, if you're reading these headlines and you see what's going on, you're hearing us talk about it, you know there's, there's a lot of threats out there. There's threats to your way of life. Um, and don't even don't even start to deceive yourself by thinking that there's no corruption here at home. We don't know when it's going to end. We don't know how it's going to be bad. It might end in disaster. We don't know. So you got to take care of yourself, folks. Uh, and one of those ways is you got to make sure that in the future, when things get unstable, food might get very limited. So you need to secure your own supply. Thanks to My Patriot Supply, you can do that. And uh, I'm very thankful for those guys. My Patriot Supply, they're the largest preparedness company in the country. And uh, they're dropping their price of their top selling three month emergency food kit. You can get that delicious variety of breakfast, dinners, lunches, a whole lot more. You get $200 off their three-month kit. You need a kit for every member of your family. You can buy in bulk, and then they're going to just pass those savings on to you. So visit my special website, preparewithchad.com, and save $200 on your food security. If you order by 3 p.m. any day, you get same-day delivery, same-day shipping. So go to preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, I tell you, let me come over to my X a little bit. If you're not following me on X, I hate saying that. <laughs> I really do. I hate it. It just—it's Twitter, dude. I haven't. Um, I can't. I repost. can't call it X either. I just can't. I'm gonna dead name Twitter. That's just how this is gonna work. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> um, you know, if you're not following me at Watch Chad, I, I put the same stuff at Watch Chad on on X as well as Instagram. I love both of them. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, uh, side note: my song uh, "I'd Be Jolly Too" 
We got a release date for it. It's November 17th. If you go to my Facebook, my Instagram story, you can pre-save the song right now on um, uh, Spotify, iTunes. And what's the other one? Deezer. Is that one of them? I think. Uh, but more to come. But you can pre-save the song now. It's going to come out November 17th. And then uh, a week later, we'll put the video out for it. But you're going to love that song. It's so much fun. And uh, it's, I'm telling you, it's the new Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <clears throat> and uh, every now and then I do something really, really great. And that song is one of them. All right. Uh, Joe Biden, who's talking about God knows what, is sitting over there in Israel. You know, he, he referred to this rocket strike. I don't know what else to call it yesterday, where he says, uh, he says, well, now we're finding out it was from the other team. Dude, you don't call terrorists or people you're in battle with or at war with the other team. That in and of itself, that, that little slip of the lip, that little lackadaisical attitude towards what's going on exudes so much ineptness. And it's such a slap in the face to the people who are living with this day to day. But to say the other team. But uh, he says, uh, I've got a clip at Watch Chad. He says, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for me. And he said, he wrote a line that I think is appropriate. He said, it's not, we lead, it's not just. He goes off and he goes, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait till later, taking too much time. <laughs> Thank God he's there. I mean, what in the fresh hell is going on? Um, I mean, I can't imagine trying to be a sign language interpreter for Joe Biden. Can you imagine the work that would go? I mean, he, he is so tired. He is so weak. There is no gravitas. Um, in fact, uh, on overtime this week, my friend, um, a commentator, podcast host, defense attorney, uh, Eric Matheny is going to be with us. He had a great commentary as we recorded that about just the what Joe Biden brings into a room. And uh, you need to make sure you're subscribed to Blaze TV so you can check out Overtime that comes out every Fridays. Um, let's uh, let's play a clip here. This is this is a fun one. Um, check out uh, this 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 is a Canadian candidate here. Uh, Brandon, play clip number one. Um, on the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, <laughs> you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, do you mean by certainly, that? you Give certainly you tap certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know this and that. Right wing, they, you know. I mean, it's that that type I of ideological never talk about, I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of people really believe in that. Okay, a lot of people would would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, book. Like right, which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but <laughs> like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. I, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the point of this the point of this question is, I mean, why should why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given you know 
not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but also... What are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms, that. In terms of tur turning things quite dramatically in terms of, of Trudeau and, and the left wing and all of this, I mean, you, you, you make quite a, you know, it's, it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, under, I don't know what your question okay. is. Then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. Okay. Common sense for, for a change. We're going to make common sense common in this country. We don't have any common sense in the current government. That video makes me so happy. I, it just makes me so happy watching that happen. I want to adopt that guy. I, I, I want to be his boyfriend. I, I, I want to sleep naked with that man every night, Brandon. I, I, I just. <laughs> uh, it was, it's just marvelous. The, the apple, the questions, it's just, it's perfect. That's exactly how we need to treat uh, the corporate press. I, there's so many lessons to be learned. It's <laughs> so many, so many takeaways from that because what do you mean by that? What are you saying? What are you asking? You're the one who asked the question. You know, these pompous assholes in the media, they think that they can use these words and these gaslighting tactics or, or, or these, you know, these keywords, buzzwords, hashtags, whatever. And they sound so smart, you know, and it's like, what do you mean by that? I, you're just trying. You're bullshitting. And this guy calls him on it in the middle of eating a, a red delicious. <laughs> And the guy finally goes, okay, fine. I won't ask that question. Why should people vote for you? Maybe you should have started with that. But see, you, the whole thing was you started trying with this whole aha gotcha moment. Oh, you're an extremist. Is this, let's call it what it is. He was trying to call the guy an extremist, an idealist. You know, you're taking a page out of Donald Trump's uh, playbook. What playbook? What is the page? Who is saying that? Well, stop talking in these ethereal straw men deal. There, there's nobody out there. That's what they're trying to do with all of us, folks. They want all of you to get caught up in their rhetoric. Here's the key. I'm going to set you guys free right now. All these people coming at you, whether it's on X or Facebook or Instagram or in person, your family members, because God knows Thanksgiving's coming up. You're not obligated to any of them. You don't have to answer any of their stupid questions. They're going to try to put you on the spot, put it back in their face. Stop being on the defensive. Stop it. It's not your place to explain yourself. You don't have to. It's a beautiful thing. Perfect example. Perfect example. I put the video out the other day about TSA. This is a funny example. Uh, I put the video out the other day about the TSA and, and about airline travel. It sucks. You know what? I've never had, I just knew that when I, you know, I've, I've avoided saying anything about the TSA for a long time. Because as much as they piss me off in places all across the country, I've avoided it because I travel so much and I get recognized by them. And that's great. And that's fine. And I'm friendly with them. And I try to be friendly with all of them when I'm going through airport security all the time. But, you know, I don't want to create more hassles for my life. So I just have not said anything publicly. Well, I finally had it. And again, it's not the individual TSA agents per se. Some of them it is. But it's the whole system of TSA. It's not constitutional. The Patriot Act is not constitutional. It should, it should have never been instituted. It's a perfect example of us giving away our freedoms and it becoming a normal thing. And then they're going to use it against us. OK, 
So I made the comment the other day about the entire system and how bad it is. And then you've got, uh, and I, and I said, it's just a matter of days. This video is going to take off and these, there's going to be TSA agents who come at me and start blasting me on social media. I had one from, from a small airport in a small town in Texas who said, I processed you through security just a few weeks ago. Um, okay. And, and I've always been a big fan, not anymore. And then she proceeded to basically call me names and insult me and all these. And I said, you see, you can't even go online without insulting people. This is how you do your job as a TSA agent as well. So maybe look in the mirror at how you treat people and how you talk to people. And you'll begin to see that this is how you're perceived. And she said, you don't know what you're talking about. Lady, I'm in every airport in America. Every year, literally all the major ones, I'm in and out of all of them. You work at one, one in Amarillo, Texas. Don't even begin to tell me that I don't know how the system works. I know. Now, if you want to jump on a plane and travel 200,000 miles a year with me, I'll show you how the system is so screwed up. But in the meantime, I don't know you anything because you're coming from your small provincial mindset. And me, I've seen the world. I'm very cosmopolitan here. What's my point? My point is... You have these people with provincial minds, whether it's reporters, mainstream media, social media trolls, the people that want to attack you, family members, whatever. They have one narrow viewpoint of how the world is. You, I hope, if you're thinking critically, which I think most of our listeners and most of our viewers have the ability to do that, because I see what you say and I follow you and I, I see how you guys you know, apprehend or uh, comprehend the world. And you know what? You guys are seeing a bigger picture. So don't let small-minded people with limited views and limited vision and the inability to see the way that the rest of the world, world is working puts you on the defensive. No, no, you're on the offense. You don't have to take this crap. And I love the way this guy handled that. He put it right back in his face, showed him exactly how stupid he was. And, and again, you don't know anybody in apology for your beliefs. You don't know anybody in apology for how you go about your day to day, how you govern your life, how you govern your family, how you take care of things. They're not paying your bills, so fuck them. That's the way I look at it. They're not paying your bills. And you know what? If I want to bitch about everything in the world, if I want to bitch about government, if I want to bitch about Hamas, if I want to bitch about Joe Biden, if I want to bitch about the TSA, whatever in the world, I can bitch about it. You know why? Because I'm a free American with the liberty to do so. How about that? How about that? See, this is how free I feel when I'm at home. <laughs> not that it's any different from when I'm in the uh, studio. But I got my dogs laying around here. I can bitch at the dogs if I want to. All you dog lovers can't say a damn thing about it. Call PETA. How about that? I love it. Love it, I tell you. All right, we got to go to a break. Don't take nobody's shit, man. That's all I'm saying. Don't take it. I love Barrel Buddy. I was cleaning the guns yesterday. Uh, CJ asked me, she said, what's the most expensive gun you have? And I said, I'm not answering that question. I'm not even starting to answer that question. But it made me go pull it out and clean it. Um, and she knows she's none the wiser. Uh, and of course, I use my Barrel Buddy. Barrel Buddy is perfect. They come in seven different sizes. You know, every pouch. I've got seven different pouches with the sizes, and uh, those are designed so that you pull one out of the pouch, it will fit one of your guns. I'm, I'm telling you. So they got all the sizes. You pick them. You should have all seven, all seven sizes. That way, every gun you have, it'll fit the barrel. Put it on the end of the rod. Push it through. It's going to clean the rifling grooves. It's going to. Uh, it's not going to leave behind residuals. It's not going to. Uh, it's not going to leave you know the stuff behind like this patches do. And uh, you're going to love it. It's going to scrub and it's going to, you know, collect the particulates inside the barrel. And uh, any of the residue, going to pick it up and buff the interior surface clean. It's safer. It's a cooler concept. It's easier. And then you just toss those little packages right back in your bag. 
and uh, and you just zip it up until the next time it's time to clean guns. All right. So it's an important part of being a responsible gun owner. You got to clean your guns. Barrel Buddy's a new concept, but it's a better way to take care of firearms. So go get them. You're going to love them. Go over to BarrelBuddy.com today. That's BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. All right. So apparently Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan has failed yet again in another vote to become the Speaker of the House. Um, I just don't know, man. It's they're going to have they're going to have to play big time politics. I think it's going to be hard pressed to find anyone that the Republicans are happy with to be Speaker of the House. And that is a very telltale sign of where we are overall as uh, as conservatives. Now, again, I've told you guys over and over again, not a Republican, certainly not a Democrat. I'm a conservative. Um, I align myself with the Republican Party more than anybody else simply because, well, hell, who knows anymore? But at least uh, rhetorically, they are in a more conservative camp, tend to speak my language a little bit. But they're not going to be happy with anybody. I mean, they're going to undermine, they're going to throat cut, and the Democrats are just going to sit back there and lap it up. I mean, every single vote that the Democrats placed uh, the other day was for Hakeem Jeffries. Spare me if that egotist becomes anything more than what he is right now, because, oh, he, like Obama, loves the sound of his own voice. But uh, we'll see what happens uh, with with this as it continues on. You know, as you know, Kevin McCarthy's went 15 rounds of voting, and then they finally made plenty of concessions, and McCarthy just didn't live up to what he promised. So here we are. Uh, The King of Jordan, was it the King of Jordan? King of Jordan? I don't know what they are. They kings, they leaders, they presidents. They, I don't know what they are. Emirs. I don't know what they are. Uh, he didn't show up, right, for Joe. That, that in and of itself shows you how much disrespect Joe has, that a world leader who's in the middle of this uh, conflict that could potentially affect them drastically, it just says, nah, not coming. There's no gravitas with Joe Biden. No one respects Joe Biden. Uh, and, and I don't see how any person you know, you go watch those clips of him speaking there uh, at that meeting in Israel and how I, I defy one Democrat, one progressive, one liberal, whatever you want to call yourself. God, I hate even using a, a good word like liberal uh, because he's, that word's been so perverted by progressives. Um, but I want to find one person who can defend Joe Biden and, and how he looks, how he sounds, his rhetoric, any of that. Uh, at that deal. So uh, play for me clip number two, please. Just a part of the question on the issues of refugees coming to Jordan. And I think I can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, 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 uh, Jordan as a nation, but of uh, our friends in Egypt. That is a red line uh, because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. Now, let me ask you guys a question. How hard was that to say? <laughs> How hard is that for a, for a world leader, for a, for a country's, a nation's leader to say, nah, red line, not doing it. We're just not going to do that. Um, I can, I, I can pretty, mu- pretty much unequivocally say on behalf of the people of Jordan, no, they're not coming here. You know why? Because they're a cancer. They, they are. Oh, how are you really saying that these human beings Yes, I am. They are a cancer. Their ideology is a cancer. Their religion is a cancer. Their motives are a cancer. 
Um, yeah, so I can say it. And when you get them in your country, it's going to metastasize, it's going to grow, and it's going to take over. And they know, he knows that. God, Westerners, we really are fools, man. And, and, and here's the thing. You're not going to have to wait long just to see what happens in places like UK and France. Because they threw the doors open, and they're there now. And you're really not going to have to wait much longer here. Um, I mean, again, uh, our friend Daniel Horowitz, you need to go over to Blaze.com, and, uh, and you, you need to read his article from, I think this is from the 13th. Uh, let me check. Yeah, it's from October 13th. And the headline is, uh, our enemy Hezbollah is already in the Western Hemisphere. Now, I don't think anybody is shocked when I say that. Um, but the numbers are insane. In the past 20 years, the United States... Now, this is, go back 20 years. What, what, what happened 20 years ago? We were fresh in the wake of uh of 9-11 that was that was 2001 our troops had been deployed we were dealing with iraq um you know we're at war but in the last 20 years the united states has admitted around how many iranians would you think just off the top of your head iranians iranians 230,000 iranians almost a quarter million iranians <laughs> 70,000 Syrians, 63,000 Lebanese. Uh, some of them were ethnic minorities, but the overwhelming majority were Muslims. Now add immigrants from Iraq, which thanks to our idiotic war is now a safe haven for Hezbollah as well. Uh, we've brought in more than 200,000 Iraqis. So let's roughly say 430, 450,000 Ira Iranians and Iraqis. Those Iraqis, half of whom are Shiite, um, I mean, you saw them. They were waving those Palestinian flags there in, uh, in celebration of Hamas in Dearborn, Michigan, just this week. That's exciting stuff, man. Um, they're here, guys. And I want you to go read Daniel Horowitz's uh, – I want you to go read his article there at theblaze.com. Uh, since, since 2021, 659 Iranians, 538 Syrians, 164 Lebanese nationals have been apprehended by Border Patrol. They didn't come here on airplanes. They, they, did, they didn't come here you know, and, and try to process through. No, they tried to sneak in, and they were apprehended. Now consider the top exporter of illegal aliens to the United States. It isn't Mexico. It's Venezuela. It's, it's Venezuela. In September alone, just last month, 66,000 Venezuelan nationals arrived at ports of entry along the southern border. An additional 60,000 Venezuelans have been flown into our airport since January. The Biden administration this year has granted temporary protected status to 472,000 Venezuelans, almost double the 242,000 granted such status in 21 and 22. So uh, I don't know if you guys realize this or not. You need to do a little research, but Hezbollah operates and partners with state actors throughout Latin America. But its closest and longest, longest standing ally by far is, is who? Who would you say just off the top of your head? Oh, let me tell you, it's the Venezuelan government. So while we've been out there refereeing all these Islamic civil wars halfway around the world, our government just turned a blind eye to Hezbollah. And um, 
And uh, yeah, they're in our they're in our they're in our hemisphere. That's right. And you know you know why they're here. You know what you know what their business has been here. Human smuggling. Mm. You know what they you know what they do that for? They transport Shiite Muslims here to the United States. You know why they do that? Because it funds terrorism. Am I am I am I even making a dent in anybody's head at this point in time? I know you're not shocked by this. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, this, uh, I mean, Venezuela's human trafficking situation is every bit Hezbollah. We're in trouble, guys. We're in trouble. Hey, Brandon, how long did we say we were going to go in this segment? We say nine or 10 because I got to say something. We got, we got about a minute 30 left if you want to get it in. All right, let's, let's go to a break. Let's go to a break. We'll do that. But uh, I want to let that sink in with everybody, man, because that is, that is disconcerting stuff, man. Uh, I got home yesterday. I told you guys that I was having a little bit of that arthritis that popped up in my right hand. And uh, I had traveled last week without my relief factor. You know, I don't think relief factor, I don't think you have to take it every day. But I think if you take it a couple of times a week, it does the trick, man. It is some powerful stuff. Maybe do it, you know, three, four days a week. But man, I came home. I had that arthritis stuff going on my hand. I took the relief factor and I'm good, man. I, I do. I'm just telling you, it gets rid of my inflammation. It deals with the inflammation markers in your body. You know, relief factor is not a drug, but it is developed by doctors and it's all natural. 70% of the people who order it every month reorder it because they found out that it works for them. And uh, I love the stuff, man. So I want you guys to get their, uh, their, their trial pack. Okay. And just see if it works. It's a three week quick start. See if it works for you. If you're dealing with, Stuff in your ankles, your knees, you know, your your elbows, your knuckles, whatever. Get the relief factor. It's only nineteen ninety five for the three week trial pack. It's a starter kit. Just see if it works, and and then when it works for you, you can go to our podcaster offer and leave me a review telling me how much you love relief factor. So how do you get it? You can call them on the phone at eight hundred the number four relief, or you can go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. We'll be right back. All right, boys and girls, are we having fun yet? Are we having fun yet? Uh, I, I got two things to tell you. I, let me even pick up on where I was on this last deal. I'm going to tell you before my computer runs out. This thing's right here in my lap, but it is burning through some information, and uh, my charger's not keeping up. U.S. Border Patrol Chief Jason Owens reported that there were more than 18,000 known gotaways during the first uh, during the first 16 days of fiscal year 2024, fiscal year that's September. So um, the first two weeks, guys, of uh, September, hmm. eighteen thousand. They're out there. What I mean? Can you imagine? I, I mean, <laughs> Brandon. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Let's say. You have unprotected sex. Okay. Let's say you have unprotected sex and uh, she goes, um, you didn't use protection. And you're like, well, I got them all. I got all the sperm except (laughs) 18,000. Yeah. And there's a, guess what? There's a chance that something's going to happen. You know, you're going to worry, right? I uh, I mean y- yeah yeah I would assume so <laughs> but I, I like calling them known gotaways I'm gonna use that next time I forget to wear a condom. There were some known gotaways. Um, 
I mean, out of the billions that we apprehended when we had sex, there were 18,000 sperm that got through. Um, and they could do God knows what in there in your cervix. Um, it's, it's not something that you're like, oh, ooh, sigh of relief. Uh, or, I mean, let's just say, what if, what if she said, you know what, I had 100,000 um, um, sexually transmitted diseases. Now I'm down to 18,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a great numbers game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, that's, uh, th- this is, uh, listen, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Let's put the TSA down there on the border. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and what's funny is literally nobody, I keep saying this, but nobody is paying attention to the northern border. The northern border is is wide open. I mean, they're walking across. Um, you just head up to New Hampshire. Take a look. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, so the fiscal year started October. I was saying September. It's fiscal year starts October. So the first two weeks of this month, uh, 18 thousand uh chip roy uh our uh, rep here in texas he said it's an existential crisis he's not wrong um bill uh, malusian said with fox news he said these are people purposefully purposely evading apprehension despite mass catch and release taking place um y- you know why those people uh, they are purposefully really trying to not get caught is because on their background check that they're going to run, it is going to show some things and it's not good. Um, so here we are, the entry of thousands of known individuals in the U S represents a public safety, national security risk. They could potentially be nefarious actors who were able to slip into the U S. Um, so I told you about, you know, Venezuela and their connection to Hezbollah yesterday, border patrol agents in El Paso were arrested a Venezuelan national who is a suspected uh, Trenda uh, Araguas gang member. He was also incarcerated for murder and theft in his native country. Uh, this past weekend, they interdicted, inter- interdicted inter- I never say that word right, four convicted sex offenders from reentering our country illegally. Um, yeah, aggravated sexual assault of a child, criminal sexual act on a child, murder, rape, sexual abuse of a minor, liberties with a child, and sex with a minor. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, we're, we're in a situation, but but don't worry, don't worry. The Biden Department of Justice they they've got they've got it under control. I, I just trust that they do. Oh wait a minute, here is an article from yesterday that says Biden's DOJ seeks longer prison sentences for Proud Boys who received ten to twenty two years in January six cases. That's right. That's the focus. The world's gone to shit. But uh, they want longer prison sentences for five Proud Boy members who received 10 to 22 years. Oh, by the way, I got a text message from Gavin McInnes this morning. Um, and uh, he, uh, he's got a show, in, a show in Dallas on Saturday. I think Alex Stein's going to do a little spot with him. Um, I'm, I'm going to be out of town doing my own shows. I'll be in Terrell, Texas and in Cleveland. I'd probably show up uh, just because, just because. I like Gavin. Um, the uh, but yeah, filed a notice of appeal for sentencing of former leaders Enrique Tario and members Zachary Rell, Ethan Nordine, Jason Joseph Biggs, uh, Dominic Pizzola. Uh, those guys, some of those guys weren't even there. Um, they want to put Tario behind bars for 33 years. 
Uh, again, you don't want to miss the conversation that I'm going to have with Eric Matheny in overtime, because from a defense lawyer perspective, we talk about this um, and what's next. Because just if you think that you guys are going to be safe from this uh, injustice and this Department of Justice overreach of this stuff like this, think about guys like like us who sit around talking about these things. These are the same things that they're going to try to convict all of us on. The fact that we enabled this type of behavior. Now, forget the fact that pro-Palestine supporters were trying to kick over the barrier. They were in shoving matches with law enforcement uh, day before yesterday, trying to get onto the White House grounds. Those people get a slap on the wrist, a $35 fine, and they'll get sent home. Uh, they're not going to get 33 years in prison. Um, and again, remember, these are people who weren't even there, weren't even there. Let that sink in. They weren't even there. Oh, boy, howdy. Um, I mean, this this has become a hobby for Merrick Garland. This is what this has become. This is this is a banana republic. Uh, these these people are not terrorists. Now, now think about what I told you a minute ago. Four hundred twenty three thousand Iranians and Iraqis that are in this country, however many tens of thousands that are coming in. We've got 18,000 gotaways in the first two weeks of this month. And yet the Department of Justice is focused on grandma who walked through and took selfies in the Capitol building on January 6th. Give me a break. I mean, these people, uh, listen, if you if you kicked a barrier around the Capitol, you get 10 years. Are you shitting me right now? If you walked in, you're going to get, you know, six to nine months if you walked in the building. This is insane. This is insane. And we're seeing now. That they lied. Some of them even perjured themselves because our you know, very own contributor is starting to expose this stuff with video. So burn the whole thing down. I, you know, I, I have people who say, oh, you, Chad Briggs always say burn the whole thing down. Yes, the justice system sucks, man. Absolutely sucks. It's ridiculous. Uh, it ain't just. And when they come after you, trust me, you're going to know it. All right, guys, we're selling land in Texas. Um, prime acreage. That's Saturday, October 21st. Uh, you can get six plus acres, 119,900, uh, right on the lake with a barn dominium ready to, uh, for you to fill it out in, um, three 10 acre Lakeview estates price to sell 49, nine. Uh, they got the, uh, two plus acres of direct dockable lakefront on a trophy bass lake, 59,900 minutes to shopping, dining property service by gate entrance, paved roads, utilities, high speed internet. You work from home, multi-million dollar clubhouse, equestrian center. Yes, I said you could get two acres on the lake for 59.9. That's exactly what I said in Texas. Come on. Come on. Got a resort style pool exclusively for the owners. Come on. Call 765 Lake now. The new section grand opening Saturday, October 21st. Buy directly from the developers. Save thousands. October 21st. The property's going to go that day, okay? So call them. 765 Lake now. The 765-525-3669. Or go online. TXLandDeal.com. TXLandDeal.com. Be right back. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for letting me work from home today. Hopefully, the uh, the quality of this production was up to snuff for Blaze TV. We'll see. Uh, they'll call me if not. Uh, I just need to be close to home, and uh, I just needed it. You know what I mean? And I got to watch the Rangers tonight. All that good stuff. And Astros too. But uh, yeah, watch Chad.com for all the fun stuff. Is I'm in Terrell, Texas this weekend, as well as Cleveland, Texas. 
get your tickets, come hang out with me, have some laughs, got a few surprises for you. Then next week, doing three nights in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Get them before they sell out, folks. That's going to be a good time over there in Tulsa, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night at the Looney Bin. WatchChad.com has all of the information you need. And go to my social media. Find the pre-save button for my new song, I'd Be Jolly Too. It's going to be Christmas time. I can't believe it's already Christmas time. Listen, subscribe to Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. And uh, check out Overtime with my good buddy, Eric Matheny, this Friday. We love y'all. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.